Call. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. Today is Monday, June 21st, 2021. So what is that? That's a cool date, actually, 62121. And uh, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're coming to you live from the WSMN 1590 AM, 95.3 FM studios in downtown Nashua, New Hampshire. Um Right on Main Street, actually. It's in the turret of uh, one of the older buildings in Nashua. Nashua is an old mill town for none of, for some of you who've never been here before. Of course, with the beautiful, amazing, and uh, wondrous thing that is the internet, it's quite possible that somebody's listening on their Alexa smart speaker, who knows what, from somewhere way far away and has never, ever actually been to Nashua. So Nashua is an old mill town, um, like many of the cities in the Northeast, and uh there's a lot of buildings that date from the 1700s, a lot of buildings that date from the 1800s, early 1900s, and this is one of those. It's uh, it's a turret, which is a kind of an interesting sort of an architectural feature of this building, um, right at the cross street of Main Street, Nashua, and East and West Pearl Street, um, and uh, so I get like a 360-degree view of the city, 350-degree view of the city, and... Uh, I'm like looking right over at what is going to be the Performing Arts Center for Nashua, New Hampshire. The Performing Arts Center's uh, big project that is right now looks doesn't look as impressive as it's going to be when it's done because it's like a big old hole in the ground. But uh, those of you who lived through the years and years of misery that was the big dig, you know that sometimes these things they they are they're deconstruction and then their construction for a while and then they're they're done then it's done and uh so it's amazing this is supposed to be here fall of 2022 so that's uh you know just about a year and a little bit from now so anyway it is a beautiful beautiful day in nashua it is probably 85 86 degrees out there a little humid not terrible um, but just a really beautiful Monday, light breeze, and uh, it was a great weekend as well. I'm hoping everybody had a fantastic Father's Day. Those of you who are fathers um, or um, um, have, well, we've all had fathers, but uh, so I like Father's Day because uh, it reminds me um, a little bit of my dad and my father-in-law who were great figures in my life and really you know, helped make me the person I am, and I miss them both greatly. They've both been um, dead for a number of years, and uh, I think about them a lot on Father's Day, but uh, uh, it's also my last Father's Day before becoming a grandpa, so that's kind of cool. Spent Father's Day yesterday with my daughter and son-in-law and um, soon-to-be grandson, um, who's due in September, and uh, it was just great. We had a little bit of a cookout and made some Put, put some food on the Barbie, Bobby, as they say. And uh, it was just really nice. Anyway, um, so happy Father's Day to all, you, all y'all who are fathers out there. Just want to mention a couple quick things. So, you know, it's Monday morning. We get an early start at United Way. Um, you you, you got to, you know, I don't like to let a lot of dust uh, settle on my shoulders too much. So I was over with a brand new company that's participating in the United Way Workplace Campaign this morning at 7 a.m. over in Hudson, which was fantastic. And, and uh, great, great little company, Erickson Construction. Um, met over there there with about 60, 70 of their employees. 
um, in their in their Monday morning huddle before they went out to work and talked a little bit about how can they get involved in the United Way. And I just wanted to mention this today because this is something which might be interested interesting some, to any of you who are listening in who work for a company that uh, um, either wants to get more involved in giving back in the community or perhaps um, you want to encourage your employer to do that. So we talked about the United Way Workplace Campaign and what that is basically as employees come together and through mostly through their payroll are able to make small contributions to the United Way Collective Impact Fund. And that fund, which has been around since 1930 actually, um, becomes sort of a pooled resource that's used by many nonprofits in our community to support their work. And uh, so a lot of nonprofits that um, you might not have ever, you ever even heard of get funding from that collective resource um, that is our, our community impact fund. And uh, that's literally by thousands of employees giving a buck, two bucks, three bucks a week through payroll. So it's kind of painless throughout the week, but we make sure that it stays in our community. About 98% of the money we raise actually stays in Greater Nashua. And it funds about a half million dollars of grants every single year to uh, close to about 30 programs in our community. Programs run by the Boys and Girls Club and the YMCA has funded um, received funding before the Adult Learning Center, the boy, um, the Girls Incorporated, the Dental Connection, Home Health and Hospice Care, and so forth. So it was really great meeting with them, and I enjoyed. Uh, they had some great questions, and it was just a nice way to spend a Monday morning. Um, even though it was really early, I have to say, seven a.m. is really early for a meeting. I think, but they were ready to go. And thank you to Erickson Construction for coming on board with our campaign. We're really excited to have you in the mix. What else did I want to talk about? So um, I mentioned Father's Day, and then I wanted to mention Over the Edge. So Over the Edge is coming up in August. Um, this is our event where we get together up at the Brady Sullivan Tower in Manchester at 1000 Elm Street, which is the big black tall building, 24 stories high in the middle of downtown Manchester. And uh, we um, have about 80 or so participants who will each raise some money for their own nonprofit organizations, not for United Way, but for other organizations. Like uh, this year, for example, we have the Youth Council participating, and we have the Merrimack um, Community Action Program participating. And I actually got a call on Friday from 4-H of New Hampshire that wants to put together a little team. And we don't care. As long as you're a nonprofit, you want to raise a little bit of money, then participating in Over the Edge is a great way to do that. And uh, then we, um, yeah, we repel off the top of the building. That's 300 feet. And that's kind of scary. I've done it a couple times myself. It's, you know, it's benign and scary, put it that way. So uh, we're pretty excited about that coming up August 16th and 17th. It's really coming together well. And uh, if you're interested in going over the edge with us, either as part of our team at United Way or for your own nonprofit organization, now's the time to be reaching out. Just give me a shout over at United Way. Call United Way Greater Nashville and ask for Mike or ask for the guy or ask for Mike the guy, or ask for the guy who calls himself Mike, or and in any case, you're going to get me because I'm the only Mike and I'm the only guy. So it's pretty it's pretty much a sure deal, right? So Over the Edge is coming up. And then, I don't know, I, I came up with this idea. I wanted to, let me ask y'all who are listening out there, maybe you're going to respond. Maybe you put a message on our Facebook or send me an email or something like that. I'm thinking about, you know what our community needs is a cornhole tournament, and I'm planning on doing a cornhole tournament in October because, you know what, we there's a lot of people that like to play cornhole, and there are a lot of cornhole tournaments out there, but for the life of me, I don't think our community has a cornhole tournament. I haven't found one, so I was talking with some friends of mine at a United Way down in Connecticut the other day, and they said, you know what, Mike, we just did a cornhole tournament, and we had about uh, 10 games running simultaneously, and we did like a, started out with a round robin session where people got seated and then it went into like an, uh, an elimination session kind of where you have a bracket like the you know the sweet 16 or whatever a bracket and so each team was guaranteed to play at least one at least two games because you played for your seating and then you played your first game and if you didn't get eliminated you just kept going and going and after it's like six rounds or so they got to the finalists and so um, they had 44 teams participate and it took about four hours. They raised a little money and just as importantly, they had a lot of fun. They brought out a lot of people from the community. It was a great way for a couple of new sponsors to get involved with something and people just had a great time. So if you're interested in 
maybe helping to plan or particip- participate in the United Way first annual, I'm going to call it the first annual cornhole tournament, because if it's awesome, it's not going to be the last annual cornhole tournament. But if it stinks, it's going to be the first and only annual cornhole tournament that I do. But what the heck, let's give it a try, right? Come on, Nashua, we can do this. We can play cornhole. I'm, I'm terrible, by the way, at cornhole. So I'll be um, sort of adjudicating the proceedings as opposed to um, actually throwing bean bags, um, missing the, the board by about three feet all the time. So that's something we're thinking about doing this summer. And, uh, last thing I wanted to mention before we, you know, kind of cut to break is we are beginning the planning for our community baby shower. The community baby shower is something we've done for the past five years. It's a great, Um, day of caring event where we connect resources in the community, whether it be agencies like, say, Marguerite's Place that has a really great daycare program, um, or um, we can connect also service providers um, like, for example, Nashua Family Chiropractic Care has come um, for a couple of years. and uh, you know, give them the opportunity to connect with new families, new moms, and and uh, sort of help them to get the resources and information they need to start out on, on in a, on a good way. And while we're at it, I want to say one of my friends, Rita McCabe, who's going to be on the show in just a little bit. She and her husband Mark own the Sub Zero Ice Cream, and uh, they've actually provided dessert over the last couple of years um, with their amazing, incredible nitrogen ice cream concoction magic that they do. Um, and people love that and the ice cream is great. So they've been really great supporters as well. So that's coming in also up in October. Um, it'll be like a week or two before the amazing, incredible, awesome cornhole tournament, um, which I just started planning about five minutes ago. So yeah, that's about it. So I should have mentioned, by the way, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection show. Um, you're not just listening to some random thing that you just found on the air. You're listening to the actual one and only United Way Community Connection show right here on WSMN. And uh, we're going to take our first break. And what I'm going to do before break is just tell you what, what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next is we have two different interviews coming up. In about four or five minutes, we're going to have Rita McCabe, who's going to be talking. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about ice cream and Sub-Zero ice cream and uh, what they are what they got cooking up, especially for the new location down here in Nashua downtown. But more importantly, Rita's going to talk about the VFW. Rita is involved heavily with the veterans of foreign wars here in New Hampshire. And uh, she's like the the commander, commandant, admiral, colonel, you know, I don't know what she is, but she's like like the four-star general of the VFW here. So she's going to talk a little bit about how you can get involved with the VFW, what they're doing, how you can support them, an amazing organization. Then we're going to take a break, and we're going to be, um, have our second interview, which is with Lynn Boyer, um, who is from the YMCA of Greater Nashville. We're going to talk about summer camp. Yeah, it's summer. I think yesterday was like the first official day of summer. And um, we're going to do summer camp this year in New Hampshire. Last year was kind of a bust, right? We had that whole COVID, blech. Nobody wants to talk about that anymore. But we had, um, yeah, that. And um, that kind of put a crimp in everybody's style when it came to summer camp. But we're going to talk about summer camp this year and the, what the Y is doing. They have a lot of really great opportunities locally for kids to go to summer camp, um, have some fun learn about stuff, you know, um, what you do at summer camp, right? You dig in the dirt, you play with bugs, you do science experiments, you cook stuff, you, you run around and play, you just have a good time and you're, you're a kid. So we're going to talk about summer camp too. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So I'm going to take a break here. Our, our show is brought to you by several um, really great sponsors. You're going to hear from them during the break. That includes Etchstone Properties. That includes Franklin Savings Bank. And that includes fully promoted and embroidered me of Bedford and Nashua. So you're listening to the Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Kaffelberg. We will be back in um, just a couple of minutes. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. 
My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Wardis Law has been representing International has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashville. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. One call does it all. Well, good and happy Monday morning. It is Monday, June 21st, 2021. Um, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Alfelberg. We are here at WSMN 1590 AM, 95.3 FM in Nashua, New Hampshire. Excuse me. We are joined today in the studio with my good friend, Rita McCabe, who's been on the show before. I don't know how many times. I've kind of lost track. Rita, how many times have you been on the show before? Uh, at least four. At least four. That yeah. makes you kind of like... Well, five is Frequent the flyer. You, yeah, five <laughs> is the entry level for your base prize. I haven't come up with what that is yet, oh, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. And uh, Rita and her husband Mark are the owners of Sub Zero Ice Cream, Sub Zero Nitrogen Ice Cream here in Nashua. But they're a franchise. They actually have a territory that includes uh, I don't know the entire state of New England, New Hampshire, all of New England, all of New, all of New England yeah. including Southern New England, like Connecticut and Rhode Island and yes. all of that. So all of New England, which is great. And um, if you've ever been to Sub Zero, you know it's it is just not ice cream. It's like ice cream made on the spot, fresh from ingredients of your choosing, from a, a concoction of your desire, and m- mixed up with nitrogen at like 400 degrees below zero so that it flash freezes. And it's just amazing. It's the freshest ice cream you're ever going to have because it's like made right there, right? Absolutely. And it's also super cool to watch. And, you know, I'm kind of nerdy and I like, so I like the uh, whole smoke and, and um, you know, that comes along with nitrogen. and But nitrogen it is, is cool. but it's not like nitrogen is bad. It sounds like that should be dangerous and bad for you. But nitrogen isn't bad for you, right? 78% of what you're breathing is nitrogen. 78%, yes. but actually I'm going diving on Saturday, and yeah, my wife okay. and I dr- dive with nitrox, mm-hmm. so actually by the end of this week, I'll be breathing um, more like 68% nitrogen and a little bit extra oxygen just yeah, for good Yeah, you need luck. extra oxygen, exactly. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's right. So only 22% of what you breathe is oxygen. We always think like, well, and there's other stuff too, but that's we always right. think- Human beings yeah, we breathe oxygen because that's what right. we need to live, right? right? Nitrogen is an inert gas, so yeah. 
It doesn't do anything. It doesn't react to anything. It's odorless. Until you're 100 tasteless. feet underwater. Exactly. <laughs> and then it does, and you get like the bends. The but bends, you can't yeah. get the bends from, from eating Sub-Zero ice cream. No, Is that you correct? cannot. All and right. you're not eating that liquid nitrogen yeah. anyway. It's na- Like you said, it's naked. It all evaporates. It's all evaporated. It's and gone. S- and so it becomes like water somehow. So it, yeah, it just it just goes back into its natural state of a gas. So yeah. it sucks the heat out of the cream, turning it into ice cream. And you've got a new place that you're opening up right here on Main Street in Nashua, isn't that right? We are, right down the street. I can see it from here. It's 83 Main Street, which is on the corner of Main and Water. For Nashuans, that's the Panagulius building. Yes. But it doesn't really say that anymore. No, it doesn't. Uh, they took the numbers off. He just did the exterior facade. So. Well, it was like this super retro building. I, I like the new look, but I, I admit it makes me a little sad because I really liked the old retro like yeah. 1940s architecture. Exactly. So, But congratulations. Thank um, you. Any idea when it'll be open? When are you guys planning on grand opening stuff? Well, we're actually planning on moving the counter tomorrow. Well, that's, so that's close to opening, yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest piece of it. And then, uh, you know, we're just going to pack it all up, move it, and get our inspections. So we're hoping right around the 4th of July that's, to open the doors. That's fantastic. Good timing for ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you guys also, um, as a franchise, you also have like other locations. Isn't that right? Uh, we actually have a location in Worcester, Mass., in the Worcester Public Market, and we're working on a second location in Worcester. Yeah. Oh, we're, well, two in Worcester. That's yes, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then we're working on one in Cambridge, uh, 808 Memorial Drive, right bet- between MIT and Harvard. So I'm feeling a lot of college, like yes. like Worcester's a big college town too. Yeah. So maybe that's, Colleges. is that hey, part of the deliveries. theme? Deliveries are huge nowadays, yeah. you know what I mean? So Yeah. Uh, and then we're, we have a franchisee up in Ashland, New Hampshire. So she's off exit 24. Where which is, is Ashland? Yeah, right where the original common man is. Uh, okay, cool. So that you see the Burger King from the highway? That, that exit right there. Yeah. And uh, she's she was open last half of last summer, and she's open the full season this year. And she's doing great. And then our... And then our like we don't have enough going on, right? So we're gonna we're trying to co-brand with a uh, grilled cheese place in Manchester. Oh, right really? Right in the corner of Chestnut and and uh, Hanover. Nice. So that's a really great combination. Like all of my almost all not all of my <laughs> sinful decadences include ice cream and grilled cheese. <laughs> I mean, if there was like I'm throwing up throwing some pie and maybe um, a couple of glasses of Merlot, and perfect, I'm like a perfect meal. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to start. To be honest, I would be like. Well, I'm going to start today with the pie, and then I'll I would maybe end with the ice cream, yeah, but and go. have the grilled cheese in the middle. I don't know, but so yeah, we're working on that. That's too. that's a great combo. I love that. Yeah, we're excited good for about you. That. That's cool. So lots Very going good. on. Yeah, absolutely, and and not the least of which is also the reason you're here today at all is to talk about the VFW. True. Now so with all that going on, now I just became the VFW auxiliary president for the state of New Hampshire. Now, are you a veteran? I am not a veteran. Mark is the veteran. Mark is a veteran. Okay. So it's the auxiliary to the VFW. Okay. Which is immediate family members um, that are basically we're here to help our you're veterans. Help, you're there to support the uh, the, the organization. Right. As, as family members of veterans yep. who served overseas. Our jobs to help the veterans, their families, and our community. And now you're you're going to be like the statewide chair, did you say, or uh, something like that? It's the pre- they call it the president. The president, so it's department president. So you've got this pin that you made, and we're both Trekkies, and yes. uh, your pin is like a <laughs> it's like a Star Trek pin. It's great. It's like a it's communicator. A, it is like the communicator. If my phone From, rings yeah, while next we're generation, yeah. if my phone rings while we're here, it has the original Star Trek as the ringtone. <laughs> And it's great. Awesome. My family cringes every time it rings. So trekking into the future, Rita McCabe, New Hampshire, 2021, 2022. That's my goal this year. We awesome. Quite bring nerdy. the organization into the future. Cause Where no man has gone before. That's right. Um, you know, because a lot of the organization and a lot of fraternal yeah. organizations are, yeah. are, are much older folks. Yeah, of and, course. Sure. And, you know, we, we got to get some new younger members involved. We need to utilize technology more. So that's a big piece of what I'm trying to do. Well, and there are a lot of veterans who are younger too, right? We're yes. just winding down America's longest war. True. And uh, we need them. We need them to yeah. get involved. They don't, people don't realize and, and, and the service members don't realize that the, all the various things things the the entitlements and all that stuff 
you know, that's fought for by the service organizations such as the VFW, the American Legion, and vets. They're the ones that go and fight for those things, uh, you know, at the congressional level. So lobbying, right? Yeah, exactly. Trying to get I policy mean, the U.S. Passed. government doesn't just hand out these things because, you know, they deserve it, which they should, but they right. don't. So it's organizations such as the VFW that go and make sure that these things, you know, uh, come to be. Right. So that's why you always see new entitlements rolling out. Sure. Because they're up in lobbying Congress. That's that's right. So you're the voice of the veteran and in in, in in state and federal politics. And the important part is as our our membership declines, of mm-hmm. course, because the older members have right. are passing on. If we don't replace them and keep our membership up, you know, all these organizations are going to get to a point where they're not worth bothering with anymore. You know, there's yeah. not enough voters involved in that anymore. You know what I mean? And so sure. our power as an organization is declining. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem. So even if you have zero time to devote to anything because you're a new father or you've got family or you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, just becoming a member is so hugely important. I mean, you're talking 20 30 $40 a, a year for a membership. Yep. It's nothing. But it means a great deal to the veteran organizations. Oh, I'm sure that that's absolutely true. Now, the VFW is little is is constructed of like individual posts. Is that right? Correct. There's there's posts around each state. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a worldwide organization actually. So okay. They call them departments, not states, because they have a Department of Europe. They have a Department of uh, the South Pacific. So you're the Department of New Hampshire. The Department of New Hampshire. Okay, but I can call you general, right? Or commander, or, or... so the commander is the VFW. Okay, so in the auxiliary, guy, so I right, get it. So he's my counterpart. He's the department okay. commander, and I'm the department president of the auxiliary. So it's like the surgeon general, right? You're not really a general. You might just be <laughs> exactly. a surgeon, but yeah. okay. So I'm, gonna... I'm not really president of the United States, but you know, hey, president of the department of New Hampshire auxiliary, I'll take it. That's awesome. That <laughs> you have been involved with for how long with the VFW? Uh, Eleven years. Wow. Okay, that's quite a long time to be involved as a volunteer. Yes, and um, so what happens is you kind of go up the chairs, they call it. Yeah. So I've been in the chairs for six years. Okay. Learning as you go, so that by the time you get to this position, you know you know the bylaws, you know sure. what, how everything works, and how you're going to go out there and help your auxiliaries. Yep. Uh, and it's really about making sure that. They're working the programs. There's lots of programs that the auxiliary supports. What uh, are some of the most important programs that the VFW um, runs for our veterans? Like if you were coming back, you were a veteran, or you know a veteran who's who has somebody who has served but just um, maybe isn't connected. What are some of the mm-hmm. services, the key ones? Well, the key ones for the veterans themselves at the VFW side of the house is um, that we have service officers. And what that does is if the veteran has any issues at all or they're not getting certain things that they should be getting or they're looking to help out, uh, you know, maybe, they'll, maybe they need to learn more about uh, the entitlements they're, you know, okay. they should be getting. The department service officers, that's what they're there for. And they will interact with the VA on their okay. behalf. And I can tell you I know many many veterans here in new hampshire who went to our service officer and have gotten thousands and thousands of dollars in back whatever it was and i can imagine should have gotten yeah i can imagine a state like new hampshire that's fairly fairly rural i mean you know in nashua and manchester we don't think of ourselves as a rural state but we don't have a lot of um a lot of sort of big city services if you will that you right. would find if you went to say new york or even boston or los angeles or something so i can imagine that um, people come back and they don't realize they just don't know. Right, they don't they don't know what they're really entitled to and what they should be getting and what they can ask for. And so, so what are those kinds of huge. entitlements? I mean, I just think about things like the GI Bill, like mm-hmm. like college expenses and maybe medical. Medical is huge, right? Of course, because it is. There's a lot of different things that uh, service members were exposed to and they don't realize that they can go to the VA, yeah. register with the VA. And that they can get reimbursement and, and compensation for. So we're not just talk, talking about like Agent Orange or traumatic brain injury. We're talking about a wide variety, a wide variety. of different things. Things like sleep apnea. Okay. I mean, you know, Mark sure. real, realized that being involved in the VFW. And so, you know, you have to register with the VA. 
You have to. So it's Mark so snores. Hugely important. He snored horribly. And he bl- and he blamed that on the military. It, well, part of it was. <laughs> well, part of it was definitely from that. Because I'm uh, working on a, on a new um, sort of a line of reasoning for myself personally, yeah. and I can't do that. Unfortunately, my <laughs> wife's going to be like, no, I've known you a long time. So so what it was, was he was diagnosed with sleep apnea. Yeah. And at the time, it wasn't a covered, uh, you know, disability, if you will. Right? Interesting. If you want to use that word. Uh, but... As they've done research, and they're always adding different things yeah, that they course. find out, you know, actually happened because of your military service and whatever we were inhaling, or yeah. you know, and then it causes allergies and it caused other things, and so, you know, those are the types of things that you would go to the service officer for, and mm-hmm. he just wants to know your entire medical history, anything that you ever, you know happen to you after during or after your service time, and then they go to bat for you and work with the VA, and you know. Get you thousands of dollars in, in retroactive. Interesting. So, so that's really that's really really good to know. I'm sure that medical is a huge part of it, medical and of is course, a huge piece and of medical it. also includes, of course, behavioral health. It includes right. mental, you know, health, mental health services. Services. So these are things that you can get free of charge. Yeah. At the VA as a service member and a veteran, that hey, you know, you earned it. Yeah, why, absolutely. Why be spending your own money if you, even if you like Mark has uh, a separate uh, HMO. But is it still true that a lot of veterans are also like veterans are also, I think, the last people to ask for help. They're not. They're they're just you know are typically our veterans are very proud individuals and they might look at this and say. Yeah, I don't want to ask for that because it's maybe going to take away from somebody else or I don't deserve it or what. How do you deal with that True. kind of thinking, Rita? Well, and that's the nice thing about having people get involved in a service organization because yeah. they can talk to their comrades. Yeah. And and a lot of them are going to say, hey, I thought the same thing. I didn't do anything for years and years. And now I wish I did because, you know, we're at the point where these things are starting to affect them. As you get older, yeah. right, things start kicking in. Yeah. And so, you know, if you don't make those, if you don't go and make those claims and statements early on, you know, 20 years later when it's actually starting to affect you, you know, now you've just lost 20 years right. of, of right. compensation that right. you are entitled to. You These things yeah. happen because you were yeah. in the service. Yeah, of course. You know, um, so we try to let veterans know that, you know, don't be afraid to ask, and they and they're doing a much better job at that. You know, uh, in the service, making sure that their people aren't afraid to bring things to light, right? Because it's it's so important. That's fantastic. So we only have about a minute left. So what I'm going to say is, if you are a veteran, uh, become a member of the VFW. Absolutely. If you know a veteran and you love a veteran, get involved with the auxiliary. And are there, and how do you find out more information, Rita? So, you know, there's criteria, there's different uh, VFWs versus the Legion and everything. Sure. So, Veterans of Foreign Wars, you had to be overseas in combat situation. Yep. And there's a whole list of criteria that we can check for you from your DD-214. But I would recommend that you, uh, if you're interested in the auxiliary here in New Hampshire, uh, nhvfwaux.org. NHVFWAUX.org. Correct. That's our website. Okay. Or people can feel free to contact me directly at uh, RITA, Rita, LA, VFW10722 at AOL.com. Or go to Sub Zero Ice Cream and ask for Rita you and tell her you, you heard her on the radio and you want to talk about the VFW. I'm like Mike. I got many hats. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, Rita, good luck to you in the auxiliary. This is Thank awesome. I'm so proud of you for doing this, really. It's, Thank you. We've known each other a long time and this is really great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I'm going to do that over the edge one of these days. Well, you know, that's okay. I was going to okay. do it last year, but I got canceled. It ain't for so everybody. Upset. I know it was really depressing <laughs> last year. Last, We're not talking about last year anymore. Last year's, last year's done. Yes. Um, but we're just talking about the future. So good luck to you and Mark with your new opening right here on Main Street for Sub Zero. Looking forward to that. Thank you. And uh, with the uh, with the VFW, and looking forward to hearing more about that too. Awesome. We'll be back. Outstanding. <laughs> so we're going to take a break now. Uh, you've been listening to Rita McCabe from the New Hampshire Auxiliary of the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and also from Sub Zero Ice Cream, I should say. And uh, then after the break, we'll be joined by Lynn Boyer from the Nashua, Greater Nashua YMCA talking about some of their summer camp programs. You are listening to the United Way Community Connections show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. 
Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. There's a Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with you about the unbelievably great work of our community nonprofits, organizations like the YMCA that I'm going to introduce you to in just a second that are making our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who choose to make Greater Nashua home. So in the studio today, we have with us Lynn Boyer. Lynn is from the Greater Nashua YMCA or the YMCA of Greater Nashua. I think that, that that's the way it is. YMCA GNH or something like that. YMCA of Greater Nashua. Oh, yeah. per- perfect. And Lynn, thank you for joining us on the show today. I think we're going to talk about summer camp. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about camp. Uh, camp holds a very spe- very special place in my heart. I started there 23 years ago. You started, wor- your, was that like your first job? It was my first job out of college. No kidding. I was a camp counselor. I taught drama. Um, it was just a really great, great experience. And I actually went to Camp Sergeant as a child. Too, no so. kidding. Yeah. That's awesome. I never went to camp here in New Hampshire. I grew up in California, but I have a lot of fond memories of camp. Now for me, it was Boy Scout camp. But I remember, I just, you know, you learn how to cook, you know, you learn how to, you know, sail, you learn how to swim. Swimming, we should talk about swimming anyway. Swimming super important. And the YMCA plays a huge role um, locally and nationally in, in, in water safety. Um, and there's just so much, like camp is just awesome. So, so last year was kind of a bust. Um, you know, you guys did everything you could to, to do everything you could. Um, but last year was just like, you know, we don't talk about 2020 anymore. I don't know about you. I'm like, blah. (laughs) 
That's I, done. I can get on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> but we do talk about 2021, and the summer 2021 is, is turning out to be just a fantastic year for summer camp. What have you guys got going on? So we have so much going on. So um, I just talked about Camp Sergeant. So that's yeah. our outdoor camp in Merrimack. It's on Lake Natticook. Um, we are so happy to say that we've actually hit our budget enrollment at this point, which we have never done before camp starts. How many kids um, can you accommodate at Camp Sergeant? We can hold about 500 kids a week at Camp Sergeant. Is that all day camp or is that under uh, overnight camp too? It's only day camp. Okay. It's on 22 acres of land, like I yeah. said, on Lake Natticook. Um, it's K through 8 for the day camp um, yeah. and specialty camps. And then we also have a teen leadership program, which we're really proud of as well. That's for high school kids. That's um, fantastic. They learn how to be camp counselors and then yeah. hopefully someday we can hire them. That's that's really that's really great. And that being a camp counselor, I was never a camp counselor, but I know a lot of people who have been. And it seems like such a rewarding kind of a kind of a thing to do as a job. What are some of the activities um, that the campers participate in out of Camp Natticook or yeah, Camp Sergeant? Camp Sergeant, yeah. So so they go through about six periods a day, which are different activities. Okay. So they rotate through nature, arts and crafts, swimming. Um, all sorts of stuff. They do canoeing and, and kayaking. Blueberry Island is right there. They can kayak around that. So um, it's a really great camp. And then we have some specialty camps. I just prior to this dropped my 10-year-old off at Harry Potter camp. Um, so it's oh my a, God. a that Harry is so Potter great. theme camp. And is, your, now, and is your 10-year-old like super nerdy or is uh, this? He's totally into Harry Potter. His room is Harry Potter themed. He loves it. We're and is there an Harry age Potter. limit on that too? Or there is because my daughter is 27 years old and her husband is 31 years old and they're super nerdy harry potter people can i send them to camp well you know we're always looking at ways to improve things in the community we've talked <laughs> not a lot about people in their middle ages adult camp we it's something we we could certainly uh toss around for an idea Absolutely. yeah unfortunately so. they actually have jobs and they yeah. do work during the day but i i can see them like really benefiting from yeah i would love harry to potter. go to harry potter camp it sounds fabulous that but. to me is my biggest nightmare that is a horrible nightmare scenario for me I think um, that would be like torturous now Star Trek camp that's a whole different story I'll keep it in mind <laughs> okay sounds, sounds good so specialty camps you have and um do you do any overnight camping as well anywhere? We do not. We okay. used to have Camp Spalding up in Pennacook. Right, but We unfortunately right. had to um, let go of that property. We do have two other facility camps. So yeah. we have uh, Camp Create, which is at our Merrimack facility. So that focuses on the visual and At the Merrimack arts. Y. Yes. Okay. Um, and then we have Sports Camp, which is at our Westwood Park facility. In and that's Nashville. new. It is. Yeah, we've been there for about two years. Yeah. Um, and that is sports um, for grades one through six. And then we also have some specialty half-day camps for um, the more growing athlete, um, the older athlete that wants to focus on those sports skills. That's wonderful. What sort of sports do you do you do out there? Oh, we do everything. We have baseball, we have lacrosse, we have um, softball, we have uh, field hockey. I mean, you name it, we've got it. We have something called all ball camp, which is more of a yeah. recreational camp, okay. um, a day camp that runs all day. And, and kids have uh, a chance to do sports, but also get to do traditional camp activities as well. That sounds really, really great. Now, one of the things I know the Y does really exceptionally well also is to make camps available for for kids of all income ranges. Of course, you know if you if you have means and you can pay for it, then you'll pay for it. Yep. But you also make it available to kids who are low income, kids from the inner city who can't otherwise afford it. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. And, sure. And, and in particular, I want our listeners to understand how they can support that. Yeah, absolutely. So the one thing that I love about the Y is our Y Cares uh, financial assistance program. Um, so typically- I don't think that's probably the only one thing you love about yeah, the Yeah, it's, it's the thing I love the most besides yeah, okay, camp. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, so our, our financial assistance program, like you said, Mike, yeah. it allows kids that otherwise cannot afford- um, um, camp, childcare, and other programs to participate. Um, any given year, we give out over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to kids in the community to participate in those programs. Um, and and the way that the community can help support that is to give to our annual campaign. Um, that is open all year round, um, and they can do that by going to our website, mm -hmm. which is nmymca.org. So N is in Nashua, M is in Merrimack, ymca.org. We have a pledge sheet right in there. Yeah, um, and every little bit helps you know a lot of people feel like 
you know, I can't give because Oh no, it absolutely it all adds every up. Every little bit helps. You know, it costs around two hundred dollars for a child to go to camp. Um, so by donating two hundred dollars, you're sending a child to camp for one week. And I would also say, if you happen to be at a workplace that it participates in the United Way annual campaign, and you want to support that, you can do that right through your annual campaign too. Um, like I was just out at, actually, just had this conversation this morning with some folks out at a construction company in in Hudson, and. They said, "Well, how you know how does that work? If I want to support um, something that isn't necessarily one of your core programs, I said, "Well, I mentioned said the why, for example, um, you can just write that right in there. Uh, why annual campaign or why um, you know youth support programs, whatever you want to say, and then the money that comes in from our campaign also supports your campaign. So." Lots of good ways to give. Yes, absolutely. Are there volunteer opportunities as well, Lynn? We do. I was just going to say, if you can't give uh, money, then you can absolutely volunteer. Well, it doesn't like you don't have to choose, though. No. You can can do both. (laughs) Yes, both is great, too. We have lots of volunteer opportunities. um, Working with kids, um, all sorts of different things that that we can do. And as well as one-off events. You know, it doesn't have to be a consistent um, weekly thing. It can be, you know, uh, events and, and stuff like that absolutely that sounds that sounds good and i know friends i have friends who also participate as volunteers on your board of directors for example that really find that to be very fulfilling and i know you're always looking for that as well yes yep absolutely so uh so what's your day job like lynn what do you what <laughs> else do you do at the ymca because you're super busy i know that i am i am um so i'm the executive director of youth development so that means i oversee aquatics i oversee sports uh school-age child care our achievement programs a whole bunch of stuff um like I said, I started as a camp counselor. I moved on to preschool and then dance and community stuff. So I've kind of seen it all. So I love having a, a higher level position where I can make a broader impact and uh, supervise a lot of our staff who do the real impact work. Um, right. So my day to day really changes. I think I'm actually going to spend my day at camp today. Which oh I'm my really God. I'm so about. It's so nice out too. I'm super jealous <laughs> yeah, of that. I'll be in the hot lodge, but um, you know, yeah. we like many other places are a little understaffed this summer yeah. so i'm just gonna head over there to you're looking for employees we are we are definitely looking for employees age 17 and up um like i said it's a fabulous job it's yep. no nights after six no weekends you get a free y membership for yourself and you get to spend the day at camp in the sun it's just a wonderful experience now you also have your learning academy that's taking place this summer um i presume you're somewhat involved with that as well yeah, so the Remote Learning Academy. There's that, that and yeah. then there's also the after, what was what's traditionally sort of the after-school program, but you partner with the Nashua School District to do the yes, uh, Learning the, Academy the Power as well. Scholars. That's yeah, right. Power Scholars Academy, we do. Yeah, yeah. so we are going to be running that. That kicks off in uh, about a week or two. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. What is that about? Yeah, so... And especially, I'm going to say, especially with the through the lens of... Let's be honest, the last 18 months were really terrible for academics for a lot of kids because the truth is, I think a lot of kids had like 18 months of no school. When it comes down to it, it was really hard mm-hmm. through no fault of the teachers, or the parents, or the kids. It was just not, it's just remote learning isn't the ideal environment for a lot of, for a lot of kids. So you have these programs that help to support that and make up some of those academic gaps, if you will. Yep, absolutely. So Power Scholars Academy is a Mm -hmm. a YUSA uh, initiative, uh, which means it's offered across the country. So the the purpose of that program is, like you said, to close the achievement gap, which is especially needed this year more than ever. I Um, agree. Yeah, last year we we unfortunately had to do that program remotely, which Mm -hmm. is not ideal, but we were able to do it. Um, so what we do is we have kids go by a referral program from their teachers and parents to say that this is a child that needs this program to close that achievement gap. Um, and we are looking at having about 300 scholars this summer. Um, and they're with us each day, um, Monday through Friday. And you operate in several of the city's we do, schools. We do. We operate out of the schools. And, and we do that in partnership with the 21st Century yep. um, Program. Um, so And then on Fridays, they get to go on field trips. So it's just a really nice program. It's only five weeks long um, but we do a lot of um, testing to make sure that kids are closing that achievement gap from week one right. to the end of the program and we do see a lot of growth in there year after year that's that's really fantastic and the 21st century I'm sure is a great partner in this as well they are yep yeah we're really happy to be able to work with them very nice 
Um, so there's not much going on these days at the Y, if I should summarize. Uh, you guys are just hanging out, doing, yep, doing just nothing. Just hanging out. <laughs> hey, um, are, you, are all your facilities open at this point? We are all open. Yeah. Everything is open. Masks are optional. Everything yep. is good to go. We are still doing reservations for Group X classes, but we do have outdoor studios in Merrimack and Nashua, which yeah. is really exciting. So we've offered some classes there. Um, you know, swimming is good to go. We have what we call accelerated swim lessons. So they're two weeks long. And so the kids go eight times within those two weeks. They just go each day, Monday through Thursday. Now, swimming, I did want to mention that. I mentioned, I said earlier, because um, one of the leading causes of death for, for children is drowning. And the YMCA, I think, is the leading teacher of swimming in the country. Is that yes, right? We are. We are. Yeah. And especially with COVID, a lot of kids, they took a year off of swim lessons. And it's so important to teach kids safety around water, which is actually right. our model is safety first. Um, so it's really important, especially now as we gear up for summer and people, so many more people have pools that, you know, you put your kids in lessons so that they know to um, have safety around the water and, and know how to swim. And how young can you start? Young, like six months. That's incredible. My <laughs> yeah. daughter w- was on the YMCA Prospectors oh, swim yeah. team in the old Prospect Street pool, which is now Southern New Hampshire. And yeah. it's like somewhere there, they're going to do an archaeological dig some point, some point, thousands of years from now. They'll be like, was there a swimming pool here? Yeah. But um, she started there as a four-year-old. Um, she already learned how to had learned how to swim. But uh, the programs, I was just like astonished at how good they were. Yeah. Really yeah. great stuff. Yeah, it is. And again, we follow we follow a YUSA model for that. And yeah. we have a swim team as well. It's called Storm. Um, yep. And we've been able to have meets within our own buildings um, during COVID because YUSA canceled all the meets, so yeah. no traveling. Um, but our swim team director, Dave, was able to hold meets at our pool, which was just such a great thing for the kids. To, you Absolutely. Know, we could have just said, no, never mind. We're not doing meets this year, you know, but he was able to do that. But that wouldn't be the YMCA no, way. it wouldn't. Right? Nope. Absolutely not. I should congratulate you guys. You know, that really kind of goes a long, ta- a long way towards speaking about you guys were recently honored by the Nashua Chamber as um, one of the finalists um, for the Community Hero of the Year Award for all of the great work that you've done. And, uh, you know, I think that my reading of that recognition was that it recognized the why as an organization that really has stepped up and done things that was never asked of it before just because we're the why. And that's what we're going to do, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Congratulations. That's Thank really you. awesome. Yeah, thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, so we're actually about out of time as well. And I but you said you used to do a radio show? I did when I was in college. Yeah. Was I, that like the Lynn Boyer hour or what was uh, that? I don't even remember. I think it was me and one of my roommates and it was like this is in the late 90s so yeah. I think we played CDs and it was like in the basement of some building you know I, I love that yeah. I love that there was a radio station at the college I went to as well and um, I never was on the radio station but I the uh, it, the station was the studio was actually in the building where most of my classes took place and I would run into these people doing their shows. One of them was Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, wow. He actually got his degree from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and w- ran a radio show at like two in the morning on our on our local college radio station. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And he was weird back then too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he came by his name. You know, he earned yeah. it that way. Yeah. Anything else you want to just talk about? No, just, just great things you know, going on. Come see us. We, like you said, we're open yeah. and, and we're just, we're so glad to be able to see our members and new members' faces every day. Summer Camp, Y Academy, um, and all sorts of great stuff. NMYMCA.org. Yes. And uh, thank you, Lynn, for coming on our show today. No problem. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. So we're about out of time. Um, I'm not going to be here next week because I'm going on vacation. Um, But I'm not going to be here the following week because I'm still on vacation. And I've just been waiting so long to say that. Uh, But two weeks from now, we'll be back uh, just after the 4th of July. No, I'm not here then either because it's the 4th of July. I don't know. I'll be on the radio show at some time in the future. Until then, please remember to be kind to one another because, as they say, great things really do happen when we live united.